Hello, I'm Tracy Carlton Ward and this is Sweat, Grit and Hustle. On today's show, it's our content piece week. Things we bring you to help you with building and growing your business. And sometimes some of the things we bring you will just help you with life as well. So this week, it's all about the Eisenhower Matrix, which is a brilliant tool that I've been using for a long time to help me prioritize that great big never ending to do list. We've all got one of those, haven't we? Um, If you're shaking your head and saying no, you have. We've all got one. Whether it's written down or in our heads, we've got one. So anyway, this tool is named after the 34th president of the United States, Dwight D. Eisenhower. He was also a very decorated general during World War II. And this, the Matrix came out of an idea that he presented in a speech in the 1950s when he quoted an unnamed university president (laughs) and said, I have two kinds of problems, the urgent and the important. The urgent are not important and the important are never urgent. Isn't that cool? Well, what this does, it allows you, this tool allows you when you apply it to prioritize tasks using urgency and importance. So it takes away a little bit of that. Oh, is it high, medium or low? I don't know whether you've ever had that, but I have. Anyway, it's it's a quadrant, effectively, which is basically divide your tasks into four boxes. And we are putting a link in the show notes. so You can go look this up. Um, but these four boxes, if you imagine four boxes, two at the top, two at the bottom. Your two at the top are the boxes for your important tasks. The two at the bottom are for the boxes or the tasks that are not important. So if you imagine for a minute these four boxes, bottom left, top left, top right, bottom right. Top left, which is known as quadrant one on the matrix, are the things that are important and urgent. And I'm going to come back in a second and you know give you some ideas of what's in there. Top right are the things that are important but not urgent. So that's quadrant two. Bottom left are the things that are urgent but not important. And bottom right, quadrant four, are the things that are neither urgent nor important. So these four boxes effectively help you to chuck your tasks in based on what you need to do first, what you need to actually schedule, what you need to pass on to somebody else, i.e. delegate, and what you should really just bin, sack it off, don't do them, yeah? In quadrant one, so top left, we have important and not urgent, as I said. So these are things like they're your crises, your deadlines, the things that have got deadlines that loom in, uh, and your problems. So it's the things that need your immediate attention, that's how urgent they are, but they're also really important to you. Um. So, you know, when it comes to urgency and importance, how do you make a difference between the two? Well, it's about your immediate attention. If something is urgent, it must be done now. And there are consequences if you don't get the task done within a certain timeline. You can't avoid the tasks. And the longer you put them off, it's highly likely that that'll lead to a lot more overwhelm, a lot more stress, etc. 
Um, your important tasks might not need immediate attention, but they are important to you. They're going to help you achieve the things you dream to do, the long term goals, the things that you hold dear, like time with your family and your loved ones. So let's go through these quadrants one by one. Quadrant one, important and urgent, crisis, deadlines, problems, as I said a few minutes ago. These are the things you need to get on and do. And so you'll chuck any task into this bucket that need your immediate attention and are also important to you and your goals and things like that. Now, it's usually quite obvious which one's fitting here because somebody's usually screaming at you or something is urging you to get on with it. And these are usually things where, as I said, they're tasked with deadlines that that would have consequences if you don't get them done. So for me as a property investor, you know, if I get a phone call that a boiler's broke down, that's important to me. I want my tenants to have heating, especially in the winter. And it's urgent because you know, you cannot leave a tenant without their heating and hot water for too long. And doesn't mean you have to fix the boiler there and then, but you do have to solve the problem. Okay. Um, so, you know, paying your credit card bill, it's going to have a deadline by when it's got paid. Otherwise, it's going to impact your credit score and all sorts of stuff is going to potentially be affected by that further on down the line. Consequences, paying your mortgage, paying your rent, Okay, your car's broken down. They're all urgent and important. You get on and do them. Now, quadrant true, these are things that are important but not urgent. These are the things where they might not have a clear deadline. You know, there's nothing looming that is pushing the urgency to do them now. And often, because they're important, we don't always give them the urgency they need, but they are the things that are dear to us, our long time term goals, the planning for actually getting out that next product we're working on, spending time with our family um, and doing the things we love to do, our recreation. So in this box, in quadrant two, top right, we're talking about the things where instead of just leaving them on a big list, get them in the schedule bucket give them a date when you're going to do them. Because when you give them a date, eventually that date looms and suddenly we've got a deadline. Now it's going to move into quadrant one, the stuff that you get on and do. And I will say when it comes to your long term goals, many of us don't do this, but it's definitely a brilliant practice and highly successful people do it. The things that are in your quadrant two, your things to get on and schedule because they relate to your long-term goals, getting out there, getting the next product, you know, moving yourself towards your ultimate destination. One of the brilliant things successful people do is they will actually put time in their diary each week to do some of those quadrant two tasks so that each week, you know, you've got a certain amount of time where you could schedule these things and actually slowly get them done. It's not about working on quadrant one all of the time, but they always seem to get our biggest attention, don't they? Um you know, you don't necessarily need to do these things right away, but they if you don't give them some commitment to do them, they're never going to happen because they'll never reach that deadline stage, which means they'll never get into box one and you won't do them in some cases. Um, 
Then we come to quadrant three. Now, these are things, as I said, they're urgent, but not important. So this is things like interruptions from other people, the phone going off, meetings that you might not always need to do and the the sort of activities that they've got to be completed now because they're urgent, but they don't affect your long-term goals. So they're not important. And usually these are tasks that you don't have a personal attachment to. They don't need necessarily your specific skills to get on. And the brilliant thing about this is these are the ones that are easily delegated. Now, what we often find is many of us are actually working in quadrant three because somebody else's important and urgent can often get an interruption for us because they pass it on to us. And then it becomes part of our quadrant three and they're screaming at us and we're like, well, this isn't really that important to me. So if you think about it, if you're still in a day job, even though you might be working towards setting up your own business or you've already got a side hustle going, you're going to have some of your day job in quadrant three. There's going to be things that are urgent to your boss at work. But, you know, if you're listening to this, then the possibility is you're thinking of getting your own business. So sometimes what you're doing at work isn't important to you. It's important to somebody else, but not necessarily to you. So they're the things that go in quadrant three. And they're what we call the delegate things, the things we can pass on to other people. Now, I'm going to give it a bit of realism here. Um, not all of us are in a position where we can afford to delegate them to other members of staff or outsource them to VAs, etc., or pass them on to a supplier. So there will be times, especially in the early part of your business, when you cannot delegate the stuff because there's only you. So then again, it's about urgency and it's not important, but we've all got to our admin. We've all got to get on and keep our books until we get to a stage where, can, where we can afford to pass it on to somebody else. So when you hear the word delegate and you, your eyes roll to the top of your head like mine used to, just remember there will be a day when this will apply, when you will be able to pass those tasks to somebody else. If you schedule time each week, for quadrant two, the things that are part of your long-term goals and you make sure that all the urgent and important crises are getting handled and they might need your skill set. And even if you've got a big team, you know, CEOs of companies still get quadrant one stuff to do because they get crises, they get problems in the business and they need to sort them out. Um, it's just obviously when you're top of the tree in a company, you've got more people below you to delegate. But let's be real, you are going to be scheduling and having to deal with quadrant three tasks until you get your business to a stage where the finances are there for you to delegate it. But at least start identifying those, even though you've got doom right now, because then you'll be in the habit of knowing what's going in the bucket to pass to somebody else. And then we come on to bottom right. Not urgent, not important. These are the time wasters. Pleasant activities, nice to do not necessarily going to take you to your long-term goals and trivia, okay? Um, at the end of the day, these are not going to get you where you're going to go. But isn't it nice sometimes to duck out and just do something for the heck of doing it? Now, I was um, chatting to some of my uh, group in my mastermind at the weekend and one of the things we all commented on is, 
you know, you, you may often hear, especially if you're in the circles that we've been in when we're looking at growing a business, going into property, you will get some well-meaning people telling you, get rid of your television. Do not have a television. It's a waste of time. I'm not saying I disagree with them. There are times when, you know, playing games on your iPad, watching Netflix are just distractions and time wasters. However, let's be real about life. There are times when you need your brain to zone out because that's one of the ways of recharging the batteries. Some of us do it with meditation. Some of us do it by watching Netflix. Some of us have other means. But at the end of the day, your life is your choice. So when when somebody tells you get rid of your telly and there's a little bit of you going, well, yeah, maybe you're right, but I don't want to, then don't. But here's the difference. If you're sitting down to watch a movie or a program that you want to watch, maybe you're sitting down and watching something with the family, then think about what you're doing. Because if I'm sitting down watching a movie, that's part of my recreation. I've chosen to do that on purpose. So actually, it's a quadrant two task. It's something I'm scheduling. And I'm scheduling it usually on a Sunday evening when everything else is done and I'm chilling out for the end of the week. If, however, you put on the telly or start playing an iPad and three hours later, having purposely initially scheduled that as part of your recreation but three hours down the road you're still watching stuff that you don't even know why you're watching it now you've moved into the time waster now you're still there doing a quadrant four task the stuff that you should delete from your inbox from your to-do list etc but I like to keep it real so if you're somebody that loves watching the odd Netflix movie or catching up on a box set don't let the ones that got rid of their tellies make you feel like you're doing something wrong. You have a choice. You can choose whether that Netflix movie is a quadrant four time waster or are you scheduling it on purpose because it's part of your recreation and don't ever feel like you have to change your life. Go get your goals. Go do the things you want, but in between... Be okay and accept that sometimes you can go and do the recreational things that you love doing. Okay? You know, at the end of the day, you can color code your tasks. So you might choose four colors for these quadrants to help you visually see them really quickly. One of the things you can do to stop you being overwhelmed is have a master list where things are in each quadrant. You've marked them one, two, three, or four, or you've marked them as do, schedule delegate, delete, whatever you like to do. But then for each day or each week, try and only have on your immediate list that you're looking at 10 in each quadrant, no more. And that way you might reduce some of the overwhelm that you get. You might also want to separate um, your to-do list between home life and, and, and work. Use the same principle to prioritize you know, do it, schedule it, delegate it, delete it, quadrant one, two, three, four, etc. Um, but sometimes if you run with two sets of those, then, uh, you know, if you take time out in the weekend, then use your list for home that's separate to your work one. And the things that makes it easier for when you're prioritizing is go through that great big list you've got. And the things that you want to eliminate Eliminate them first because then you're just working on the things that are left. 
So there you go. Little bit of an explanation on the Eisenhower matrix. And because obviously it's a little bit harder to, to grasp when you're listening to this, um, then what I've got for you is a brilliant, brilliant website I found um, from a company called Asana.com. As I say, I've been using the Eisenhower matrix for a long time, but I went hunting on the internet to find one that would be a great website to share with you um, as part of this this episode. So we're going to put in the show notes, but it's asana.com uh, slash resources slash Eisenhower dash matrix. Give it a go. See how you get on with it. But I use this for my email. When I read an email, I decide then, do I do it now? Do I need to schedule it? Do I just need to pass it on to somebody else? Or do I simply delete it? And these days, when I get a load of what we call mail that is trivia, I'm not doing what I used to do, which is, oh, I might find that useful another time. If there's something I think I might find useful, I grab the URL, I save it in my notes folder as useful stuff, possibly one day. Then I delete the email. Okay, you'll be amazed if you accidentally delete something that somebody needs you to sort out, they're going to come back to you. Okay, and if they don't, then maybe it wasn't urgent or important anyway. So there you go. Start having a look at prioritizing life, as Eisenhower said, um, around what's important and what's urgent. And from me, I'm adding the fact that if you plan some hours in each week where you focus on your quadrant two stuff, you've then got somewhere to put all those scheduled tasks as well. Um, so there you go. Got a great guest coming up for you um, next week. She's going to be covering uh, her life as an HR expert and also giving you some brilliant tips if you're getting to the stage where you need to start thinking about taking staff on. And then in a couple of weeks time, an amazing friend of mine is coming on. You'll be able to hear his story of how he's gone from a rugby professional to a lager brand. So there you go. We'll see you soon. To keep up with what we're doing and what's coming on Sweat, Grit and Hustle, do visit us at www.sweatgrit.com hustle.com